a special on-the-shelf episode of... Brutal Battle. Yeah, so I, I kind of felt like the we hadn't done an on-the-shelf in a little bit because we had all these episodes coming out from when we were on our vacation in Portland, Maine, which obviously those were important to get out because we met with a bunch of breweries and promised them that we would have stuff on the, sh- on the uh, show for them. So that was important. So I was like, it makes me feel like it's been months, which I'm sure it has, since we've been like, oh, here's some stuff that's currently on the shelf or just hit shelves. So let's do this. And then we're actually also after this episode going to do another on the shelf episode, which will be focused mainly on seasonals, meaning not really for the fall season, but the ones that have come out that are getting ready for winter. The winter, the holiday season. Yeah. And that was Rebecca's The call. holiday season. Do, do, do. Yes. So, Rebecca picked those beers, and Rebecca picked these beers. Rebecca loosely picked these beers. Right. I made suggestions, and Rebecca Rebecca said yes or no. I was like, look, it can be your decision, but I saw beers, and I was just like, do you want this one? Do you want this one? Do you want this one? But ultimately, it was your choice. Well, if it was up to me, totally, I would have probably picked all stats, but... (laughs) Yeah, but you have to get a I little know, bit of so a variation. I know, so that's why I was like, fine, we'll do some variations. Yeah. I mean, because if you're doing all one style, then you're really only speaking to one type of listener. Yeah. So you got to do a little bit for everyone, although two of these are stouts. I know. So, so but let that go. In my defense, it's because it's getting colder out, and that's yeah. the kind of beer you want to drink. Sure. I understand that. So let's get right into it. Pop it. So the first one is a beer I was excited to see because I knew it came out kind of recently. And I was already thinking, I just want to get some of these to have for myself uh, just on hand. This is Union Craft Brewing's Balt, which they're saying is an amber ale and is 5.6% alcohol. And it's a 16-ounce can. Carlin's like, I'm not going to buy a single. I'm just going to buy a four-pack. And then he's like, it's not a four-pack. It's a six-pack. Yeah, because it was in a um, in the cooler, like they only had it cold, and so I was like, "Oh, I'll just get a four pack." Because I saw it was sixteen ounce cans from the outside of the cooler, so I just figured sixteen ounce cans are always in four packs. So I just made an assumption, and I was wrong. But I was pleasantly surprised when I pulled it out and was like, "It's a six pack of sixteen ounce cans. That's amazing!" So I crunched the numbers before we started this, oh. and that's eight twelve ounces. That's eight twelve ounce beers. So it's basically. For 12-ounce cans, it would be an 8-pack. This is what we should be doing, people. Like, mm-hmm. honestly. I thought you were going to tell me how much it was per beer. No, no, no. But Union is doing it right. Like, especially with a beer like this that's 5.6%. Like, yeah. it's a sessionable beer. Doing either an 8-pack or, you know, six 16-ounce cans, that's the way to go. Six-pack's not enough anymore. Traditional six-pack, so passe. Nobody's, nobody should be doing that anymore. That's not true at all. Just like t- uh, 12-ounce cans are becoming passe, too. A lot of people are starting to do the 16-ounce cans. It's, do, it's about more. It's about more. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I have mixed feelings on that. Okay. So, anyway. It looks like an amber. Yeah. Brownish, looks, reddish. Yeah. Brownish, has copper. Has a nice like, ruby. Yeah. Ruby tint. It looks nice. You can, you can kind of see through it. And it smells Ooh. like such... Nice malty and roasty. A little bit of like a caramel. Yeah. But it also, I mean, it smells a little, like it smells like a lager to me. It smells like it's got that kind of like clean snap at the end, Mm -hmm. like you get with like a good nose on a Pilsner. Um, 
that that kind of like refreshing snap on the end reminds me a lot of what I smell when I smell their skipjack pills. Right. I was just gonna that's exactly what I was gonna say. It smells very yeah, rolled clean. There's a little hay. Little yeah. hay note on there. I like the nice little caramel. Yeah, I would say I keep going I keep wanting to say toffee, but I think it's the same kinda Yeah, in in the same realm. Well, toffee's a little more burnt uh than caramel is. Caramel's a little more like a like a milky type deal. Anyway. It smells good. It smells crisp and clean. You just start you already tasted it. What are, mm-hmm. what are your feelings? I think it's it's so funny because I um this wouldn't be something I would necessarily gravitate towards, but you know, much like their skipjack, where it's like you just want to have a beer and again not think about it, just kind of after work, just grab it out of the fridge and go. Mm-hmm. Um, for the fall and colder months, this definitely can be your go-to beer because it has yeah. a little bit more of that multi backbone that you mm-hmm. feel like you kind of want in this type of weather. Yeah, and I taste that kind of like lingering caramel mm-hmm. note, which almost is a little vanilla-y too. Yeah. And um but it's like super clean, fresh finish as it's well. Like, has a little sweetness to it. Yeah, and it's light. Uh yeah. it has more bitterness than I assumed it would based off the nose, but the bitterness is it's a nice level. I like it. I'm getting uh, some of that naked Cheerio finish. Sure. Yeah, and, and that's probably what I was smelling in it when I was saying I was getting, like, that bit of hay. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. So when I was talking about this beer before we poured it, and I was saying they're calling it an amber, it's because they didn't always call this beer an amber. Before, they were calling it an alt beer. So before the podcast, I was like, you know what? First of all, I want to find out on their website what are they calling it. Like, is this the same beer, or did they just repurpose the name and change mm. the beer? And if they did, if it is the same beer and they're just calling it an amber, what's the difference between an alt beer and an amber? So basically an alt beer was, and this is from their website, alt beers were before lager yeast was discovered. So all you had was ale yeast. Now I looked a little bit further on alt beers and it says that they're, it's a top fermented, uh, lighter style malty beer that is then um, matured at a lower temperature so that it can get that kind of crisp lager type finish. Mm. Uh, and then an amber ale is actually just an American category that's actually pretty broad. And it's just mainly for like a copper, ambery looking beers that are malty and, you know, like not super high ABV. So it's just like pretty open. So it, it's one of those situations where I believe what they're doing is marketing wise, they're like, it's not selling as an alt beer because people probably don't know what an alt beer really is. They're very uneducated on that. So what if we just change it to something very Americanized, call it an amber, and then we're not lying. Because it is both. (laughs) But people are familiar with what an amber is. So that's what I'm assuming. Well, and the whole, it wasn't sold in 16 ounce cans before either. No, no, it was. So this is a new. It was 12 ounce. Yeah. But, um, but it was being marketed as an alt beer. And this is actually something that a bunch of breweries are doing from what I've heard. I actually listen to every now and then the Brewing Network, their Sunday session. And someone, their brewer on there, um, I forget who he works for right now, but he used to work for Loma Brewing. Uh, He goes by Beardy on the show. He was saying that they had had a beer, and I forget exactly what style it was, but they had a certain style of beer in their tap room. And people really weren't buying it, so then he just changed the descriptor on what style it was, 
and people were, and then people started buying it. Was it the, like a similar thing? Like it was. Yes. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. It was similar, but it was something that's more popular. So they were then telling some stories about how people literally have had situations where like they have like a hopped, hopped up Saison and then people aren't really buying it. So then they're just like, mm, let's change the name on the board and see if people go for it. And then they'll just be like, um, uh, farmhouse IPA. And then it's, and then, and then sales tick way up, yeah. even though it's the same beer and it's, it was on tap the whole time perception. So, well, I mean, just know that people consumers in general, though, you want to know what you're buying. You want to feel good about what you're buying. And if you're not too familiar with it, you're not going to buy it. Yeah. And, and your common consumer doesn't, they won't go and search for, you know, if they saw Balt on the, on the shelf as an alt beer, they wouldn't pull up their phone and be like, oh, what's an alt beer? They would just pass it by. They're like, I don't know that. So then they go look well, for something they do know. Maybe don't have, maybe you don't have time for it. Yeah, but that's good. It is. I like it that is. quite a bit. Like, it satisfies exactly what I wanted. Just flavorful, but nice and easy. And I'm so glad we have five more of those 16 ounces, because I can... I can have a good time with that. <laughs> like that beer. <laughs> that sounded kind of weird, but... Yeah, you know. it sounded really weird, because you're, like, grunted. <laughs> like, what are you going to do to these beers? Maybe. Well, maybe that should be my new thing. Maybe I just grunt when I like a beer a okay, lot. Okay, no. No? No. Okay. okay. Now, this was basically Carlin's pick. Okay. I just thought this was interesting. I did talk Rebecca into this because I was like, this is weird. So, this one's not, like, super new because it's from it was canned in June, mm. but it's still on the shelf and it definitely has shelf life. Oh, and by the way, we didn't go to our normal place, um, Wine World. We went to a place called Honey Go Liquors, which is in White Marsh, Maryland. Um, they have a lot of stuff that kind of sits there, so you have to be careful if you're getting like hoppy stuff but, but anyway they also have good stuff that sits there yes like, where you can get really lucky where you're like yeah. oh my god this is still sitting on the shelf why hasn't someone bought this yeah. and get it yourself yes so that's a reason i like to go in there every now and then so this is one of the ones that it's fine to stay on the shelf uh so but it may be around wherever you guys are whoever's listening but look for it if it's good it well, sounds yeah. it sounds it sounds interesting to a point where it could be terrible, but okay. it could what be is it? good. Moving on. Okay, it's by Avery Brewing, and it's their Bug Zapper. It's a sour ale uh, with lime zest, ginger, and mint, and it's 6%. This could be a very refreshing summer beer. It could also be a wreck. Yeah. Like the well, flavors. Sure. Yeah. The flavors included in that. But, I mean, I've had sour stuff from Avery before. And I don't think I've had any sour stuff from a beer I didn't like, so... I mean, anytime you're putting, like, lots of different things in a beer, it could be poop. But you would assume, especially with a well-established brewery like Avery, that they test batch this stuff before they throw it out there to the world, so... Oh my gosh, okay, so if okay, you... Okay, first oh, let's sorry. look at what it looks like. I, I never go in order. It's really orange. Yeah, it is. You can see through it, though. It's filtered. So, if you just close your eyes... You're not drink. You're not smelling a beer. What? The? <laughs> it smells like a mixed drink. Yeah. It smells. Does it smell like kind of mojito like yes, to you? It smells like there's. Yeah. I mean, it's really minty. Yeah, you would. Yeah, if someone just put it under your nose with your eyes closed, you would not say this is a beer. No. You would be like, oh, it's a yeah, it's a mixed drink. It's a fruity mixed drink, like a mojito. 
I definitely smell the lime. Definitely lime, definitely mint. Definitely ginger, though, too. Yeah. I smell all the components, and they're relatively equal. Uh, Yeah. Which I like. I like that. Um, The nose indicates to me that these could fold together very well because the, the aroma folds together very well. All three of those being at the same level just really come together and are very harmonious. So you can take a, the lead on what the taste and is. And this is marketed as a sour? Yeah. It's not sour at all. It's like slightly tart. Yeah, like low level tartness. Like hardly tart. Yeah. Hmm. Flavor-wise, I, like I think it, it works. Um, but it's not sour. So... My first sip or two really confused my palate. Like my palate, confusing. It was like, it, it's like a shock because my palate's like, oh, what are these flavors? Because it's confusing that combination of flavors as like, kind of like, like a lavender type chamomile-ish okay. floweriness. Uh, but really when you keep sipping it, you can tell, oh, okay, this is the lime, this is the ginger, and this is the mint. And for me... Things like ginger and mint, when they're mixed with other flavors, I have a hard time initially discerning them because they kind of play the game where they they create something totally different. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I, I don't really know. I don't know. So the body of it and the taste a little bit tastes like an iced tea. Ah, okay. Like a flavored iced tea. Okay. You know, that's it. Okay. That's exactly kind of what, maybe what I'm thinking of. It's like a limeade. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a flavored iced tea with well, ginger so, and see, lime. To me, I'm not getting mint. the tea component. It's more of like that lemonade. That's what I'm saying. Like a limeade. I don't know. I feel like at the base of it, it tastes like it tastes like tea. You and know, I think that's gosh. that's the ginger doing uh, that. Okay. You want to need a little more? Yeah. Maybe not like a like a black tea, maybe like a green or a white tea. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what do you typically use for iced tea? Like Lipton. Like a, that's a black. Okay. See, I'm so not like, getting... So not steeped very long black okay. tea. Yes. So you're not getting, like, a lot of bitterness and stuff like that. Just, like, lightly steeped, so it's just like a copper. You could give this to a bunch of people and... They would not know it's a beer. They'd be like, oh, it's a yeah. mixed drink in a can. Yeah. No, totally. I like it. It's super confusing. I can't. I don't know. Mm. I don't love it. I like it. And I don't like it a ton. I just, like, like I kind of like it. Yeah. I would agree. Because, well, yes. I would say I like it. I don't love it. I wouldn't buy it again. Yeah, no. Um, especially not this time of year. It's all, that's what's also hard for me because I'm so um, emotional when it comes to beer. I guess, yeah. like, well, you know, if it, if it was hot outside, what would I you would, say? I would definitely like it more. Okay, there you go. And I feel like again, I'm always on the search for a perfect beach beer. I think this would go great on the beach. It could be a good beach beer because it's really light. Yep. And um, again, the sessionable. Um, so there's definitely a place for this in the market. Um, it, it's not a sour beer, I don't think, though. 
Yeah, I mean it. I mean, it's a low tartness, like you were saying. Yeah. So, like, technically, you can say it's a sour beer, but I understand what you're saying. I'm with you, um, and I also understand what you're saying when you say that you could give this to someone and they wouldn't know it's a beer. I definitely feel like you could just pour it in a glass, not let anyone see the can, and then tell them, "Hey, this is like a special flavored uh, twisted tea or mm-hmm. something like that," and people would be like, "Oh yeah, okay, no questioning of it, guaranteed." Like a double rinse after that. Oh, yeah. That's probably not a bad idea. I should do that for me, too. There you go. Hmm. Double interesting. rinse. Definitely interesting. Well, and that that's the thing. Like, I wanted to get it because I was like, this could be awful. And that could be interesting on the show. But it also could work, and that would kind of blow my mind. It's definitely not awful. Mm-mm. And it's also not really carbonated. No, there's it's not like, like a, a ton low... of carb to it. Yeah, it's pretty low carb. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. Okay, now we're getting to the more exciting stuff for Rebecca. One of the stouts. So this also is in a 16-ounce can, and this is by Perennial Artisan Ales, which we don't have much on the show by Perennial. I can't even remember the last time we had a Perennial beer on. I think we... Oh, actually, we had a Perennial beer on for the the Farmhouse Ale set slash Saison... um, Decasode we did. I don't remember. I can't... I don't remember beer like But that was the last time. You are my beer encyclopedia. I'm like, do I like this? Did I have this before? I don't remember. So this is uh, Perennial's Fantastic Voyage, and it is a milk stout brewed with coconut, and then it also says over on the side, contains lactose. So I guess they tried to get some extra creaminess, and it is 11.5%. I have high hopes for this. So I have had a Fantastic Voyage by Perennial before, but it's, it was a long time ago. Like, years ago. Oh. So I have no recollection of what this beer was like. And at that point, it was in 750 milliliter bottles. Oh. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of Perennial stuff has been in for a long time. But I, honestly, I was kind of shocked when I saw this 16-ounce can. And I was like, I was like, what is this? Because it was from farther away. And I picked it up. I'm like, oh, Perennial? Perennial's doing cans now? Okay. I mean, I think that's... You're, I think you're just going to see a lot, a lot more cans. And we are. Well, the brewery so is doing more, it, too. Yeah, so common. They, and actually, the brewery's smart because they had sent out... Uh, with me being a part of their Reserve Beer Society, they send out surveys all the time to kind of see, like, what people are liking and what they're not liking. And they sent out one last year where they were asking very specific questions about beer packaging Mm -hmm. and saying, do you prefer 750 milliliters? Do you like it in cans? Do you want it in bottles? What about a 375 bottle or 16 ounce can? And they made changes. Yeah, 100%. That's what they're doing. They're starting to put more of their beers in 16 ounce cans because that's what people said they were really interested in. And that's helping their sales. That's definitely helping their sales. So, yeah. because think about it, like, you don't want a 750, especially of a lot of their beers. Oh, no. Because, like, their Black Tuesday, that's one that I want them to put in 16-ounce cans. Their Black Tuesday is, like, 20%. And they have it in 750s. Please release it in something smaller. Yeah. Which, actually, recently they did a 375-milliliter bottle of Black Tuesday aged in red wine barrels. So, that's fine. Like, do more of that. But the 16-ounce cans would be really nice. Anyway. So, back to this beer. I think Back this, to the fantastic needs voyage. needs attention. And the head has gone down, but when you poured it, it was like heaven. It was like that, head. that 
tan, brownish, fluffy pillow that you just want to... It looks super thick. And yes, it looks super thick. And I'm really excited by the smell. It looks creamy too. Like Mm -hmm. looking at the head, it looks really frothy and creamy. And it's very tan head. What does it smell like? Ooh. It's a lot of dark chocolate in there. I gotta smell my... Doing the arm sniff. I don't smell coconut, no, man. No, me neither. That's is a, there like... a can date on this? There is. Oh, it says Best Buy. Oh, next year. September of next year. Oh. It's a Best Buy. It's not a canned on. So. No, I'm not getting a ton of coconut. And it does smell a little astringent. Yeah, well, it's 11.5%. So, yeah, I would assume. It's a turn off. To be honest, it doesn't smell as astringent as 11.5% typically would smell, in my opinion. And I think maybe the lactose kind of helps that out, but I don't smell coconut at all. No. I smell like dark chocolate, and it smells creamy. I can smell where there's the lactose in there, but it's mainly like dark chocolate and like a decent bitterness, a little tinge of alcohol, and that's pretty much all I can smell. Okay. I started drinking. Yeah. What do you think? It is definitely one of the creamiest beers I've had. Whoa, dude. Yeah. That's creamy. Creamy AF. It's like super, super creamy. It's like crazy creamy. I'm not getting much coconut at all. Any, maybe not at all. Get that booze though. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. It it's like slight burn on the way down yeah. and then a little burn up. See, I don't to me, if it's this boozy, I want it to be barrel aged. I agree. Like I don't want something this boozy if you're not gonna give me that kind of rich fullness that you get from a barrel. And do you feel me on this? Like, the astringency hangs out in your mouth. Like, I don't... It just hangs out. I mean, the um, actual, like, flavor of the beer does not... Isn't as good. Like, I need a better flavor for me to overlook how astringent it is. I agree with that. Like, I, I'm digging the creaminess. You got the creaminess, but the flavor, that need, we need way more coconut. We need something else because otherwise it's like awesome creaminess, a little yeah. bit of the dark chocolate, multi, and then in-your-face astringency. Well, the, the astringency is killing the flavor mm-hmm. because it's overpowering at yeah. this point. Uh, I can fight through it to perceive yeah. what's there, and what's there is good. You cut this down to an 8% beer, and I'm sure it's going to be really tasty. Yeah. And you might even be able to perceive coconut. I taste zero coconut. I taste no coconut, just like I was not smelling any. Um, I do get dark chocolate, and it's it's like a nice dark chocolate. And I get a very slight coffee note on the finish, just yeah. very slight. But that alcohol is out of control. I can't say it's totally out of control, but I can. again, I, want, I did. Again, if it's going to be like that, I, I need I need a better flavor. So, in summation, outstanding mouthfeel. Oh my gosh, that was solid aroma, good flavors, but the astringency is blowing the beer. It's just killing that yeah. thing. Mm. Well, it's just like the episode that I just had with with Rich Smith. Where well, apathetic rich, where where we were, uh, we had the bozo beer by oh, Evil Twin, thing. and I was like, there are a lot of really good flavors here, 
but this astringency is too much. It's it's too high ABV. You tone that thing way down, it's going to be an outstanding beer. See, I liked the flavors of that beer more than this one. Yeah, and that one was like 17%. Yeah. So it was like way yeah. friggin' higher. Like 5.5% higher. Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not... I'm not down with that. I can't recommend that beer, to be honest. Huh. I, I can't. Unless you like really boozy stuff, which, you know, maybe some people just like real boozy stuff. But, but you I mean, just can't taste but that if you much. Want, if, you, if you want to drink something boozy, I, I would not pick this. No, that's true. I'd rather get the Bozo beer then. Right, yeah. It was, like, and it was even boozier. Right, yeah. But the astringency wasn't out of control as much. It's, I would it's say weird. I could recommend this beer if you want to know what a super creamy beer yeah. tastes like. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like, is the achievement right, with is, this beer. Yeah. That mouthfeel is the achievement. That's a very cool mouthfeel. I love the mouthfeel. Just tweak this beer perennial, make it significantly I mean, I, I don't better. Need to find it. I don't know if I need to drink a whole lot of it just for the mouthfeel, though. Anyway, yeah, exactly. moving on. It, because with how bad the flavor ends up being because of the astringency, it makes the mouthfeel... Not so much a part of the beer as it does a novelty. You know, so it's just like, I don't really need that. All right, so the last beer um, is one that, you know, it might not be new to the shelf. It's new to our shelves, though. It literally, like, just hit shelves, like, when we are recording about, like, a week ago or so in Maryland because we just started getting distribution for Cigar City. A lot of people really love Cigar City. I don't think I've had anything by them that disappointed me. Uh... And I've had a version of this beer, but I haven't had the base, and I've heard it's quite good. It's their Marshall Zukov's Russian Imperial Stout. It's just a straight-up Russian Imperial Stout. And this is 11.8% alcohol. Good old Scarcity. In a 22. That would be alcohol. interesting to see, because these are both, like, 11 percenters. Yeah, this one's just 0. 0.3 higher. I kind of see. Oh man, that looks thick. How like a motor boozy. oil pour. Yeah, it looks like motor oil when I'm pouring it. You know what beer? We, I mean, you should drink this soon. What? Um. Ooh, the one I have on that the wine rack. Triple with, Barrel Big Bad Baptist. Yes. Yeah, that one you can actually taste coconut in. Yeah, I, I want to drink that though. Yeah. Okay, so let's look at this. Super thick. Yeah, it looks actually kind of looks like th- a little thicker than the Fantastic Voyage yeah, looked. You swirl it up; it's definitely got legs on the side of the glass, just taking its sweet time, falling down. Um, the head the, um, yeah. is darker. Yeah, it's way darker. Like that looks like espresso head. It looks like chocolate milk. Yeah, like you shake a little thing of chocolate milk and mm-hmm. you pour it in a glass, and you get those like dark. I 100% agree. That is definitely what it looks like. What does it smell like? Interesting. It smells kind of hoppy. That's so funny you said that. Did you read the bottle? No. Does it say that it's supposed to be hoppy? It smells hoppy. It says it has English hop varietals. Okay. Well, that doesn't mean anything. That just means... I don't know. There are hops in every beer. I know. I'm just saying. I mean, they, like, mention yeah. it on the bottle. But, but it smells hoppy, doesn't it? It's got, like, a slight floral, slight citrus in there. Very slight, but it's, it's just, there. It's hard because I'm, like, smelling a dark beer. Hold on. 
But it's, I do smell some booze, but it's not crazy. Yeah, I'm not getting a lot of, you're right. I feel like I'm getting more hop characteristics than I than am anything else. dark yeah. coffee or chocolate. I do also get, ooh, that booze is starting to get more and more into my nose. What am I, there's a little tobacco. This one's a little leathery, yeah. tobacco-y. I could see that. Yeah, definitely get those notes. It's hard because I read the bottle. I don't smell any sort of like chocolate anything. Do you smell black strap molasses? No, just regular molasses. <laughs> I don't know the difference between molasses and black strap molasses. I assume that it's richer in flavor and darker in color, but I can't be sure. Anyway, it smells pretty good. And for being a little bit higher in ABV, the, the smell between it and the Fantastic Voyage is insanely different as far as astringency. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely hoppy. It is. It's weird. Yeah. But the hoppiness is kind of like on the back end. It kind of just like presents late when you and taste it. Not an offensive drying bitterness on the finish, but it's there. It's almost a slight bit chalky. I was just going to say a little chalky. Yeah. Um, it definitely is warming, but it's, yeah. it's not astringent. I agree. Yeah, you, like you feel the tingle and the warmth yeah. going down your throat, but you don't really taste much astringency. Like you can tell it's boozy though. Yeah. But it's like balanced with everything else. Yeah, it's kind of chalky. It's like... It's bitter chocolate in there, like mm-hmm. dark chocolate, but it's like high percentage dark chocolate because um, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of bitterness, which I assume is from the hoppiness, but it's kind of folding in with the dark chocolate to make it seem like the bitterness is coming from dark chocolate itself. Yeah, which is kind of cool if you think about it's, it. Yeah, it, it's I think it's very well done for what it is and what it's supposed to be. I like this. Um. I like that nice hoppy kick at the end, too. It's yeah, nice. I know. It's, it's kind of, okay. So it's kind of like a way, way, way toned down, like ch- dark chocolate and citrus stout. You know how we've had, like, some some breweries will do, like, the chocolate and chocolate and citrus, like chocolate orange and yeah. stuff like that? So it's kind of like this, but it's like, Severe dark chocolate with just, like, a little bit of that citrus just on the end. I like it that way as opposed to the way it's done with the straight-up chocolate citrus. I don't know. To me, this there's, like, something I'm that's missing in this. Well, like, I think what's missing is you want it to be a little closer to the milk chocolate side. Or if you had more of a coffee roast yeah. note in there, that could help too. I think, I mean, I guess it's, it is just a straight up imperial stout. Yeah. And I think it's hard because nowadays it's like stout with a this and a this yeah. and a this yeah. and a this. Yeah. Well, and this is this is a recipe that's been around for a while now. Yeah. I mean, I remember hearing about this for years and years. Well, and yeah, and I'm sure in its prime heyday, but now it's yeah. hard. Because we have all these other options. It's really thick. <clears throat> yeah. It's not as creamy as Fantastic Voyage, but then again, I assume they didn't add lactose to it. So that would be why. I mixed them. Okay, tell me how that is, because I don't think it's going to go well. 
Because that, uh, that astringency is going to start taking it over. That fantastic voyage well, astringency is bad. Let me see what happens. All right. Check it out, man. Do it up. As I continue to sip the Marshall Zukovs, I, do, I am getting a little leather note. And I am getting a little bit of that tobacco that I said I was getting on the nose. Are you getting dark toffee? No. Are you getting espresso? I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I could definitely see that because it's so dark and but it, bitter. It does say it does finish with an herbal dryness, and I definitely think we got that. Yeah. Okay, so what do you think of my mixed? It's not bad. It's actually kind of good. Mm-hmm. But the astringency is still there that's killing me. Yeah. If you if you strip that out, it's awesome. But that's the problem. This the, That's the problem with the Fantastic Voyage. There's really good flavors in there. It's just that astringency is killing the beer. It's, it's hard because, like, when I first start, like, drinking, I'm like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And then I, as I keep drinking stuff, I'm like, anything is good. It's all yeah. good. <laughs> Oh, our cat just came running out of the basement for some reason. <laughs> Something came Weird. like barreling up the stairs. I'm like, what the hell is that? So I oh, she's gonna start. Let me let me tell you something about this. What I really like about this Marshall Zukovs is it seems very unique when it comes to Imperial Stouts. Not just because there's nothing additional added to it, but as far as straight up Imperial Stouts mm-hmm. go, it's got a unique flavor profile for what it is. Yeah, I agree. And I really respect that. It's really about, like, being serious. Like, it's dark, and it's, like, kind of aggressive and very serious beer. <laughs> You're, like, furrowing your brow. Well, yeah, serious. because that's that's what serious is. Don't you um, agree with that, though? I don't know. It's like, these. this is a flavor profile that's going to be heavy on your palate. And if you can't handle it, you're going to have to walk away. You're going to have to, like, GTFO. Just don't even. Like, don't even? Just talk, don't even. Talk to the hand? Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to rate these. Do um, we rate these on this type of episode? Yeah, I man. Forget. I forgot how we do have this. Have you been on one of these before? I know. Do you remember? I don't remember anything. Ooh. So I have to go back. For a little sippy sip of the vault to figure out where I'm putting that. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Okay, I'm ready. Hmm. Doing it. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to guess what I'm going to say? What's my number one? You want to guess my number one? Vault. Yeah. Number two, Marshall Zukovs. Yep. Number three, Bug Zapper. Yeah. Number four, Fantastic Voyage. Yeah. Is that yours too? Yeah. <laughs> exact same. Yeah. This Balt is... Did you... Okay. Did you think going into this that the Balt would be your favorite? You know what I want to do? Mix Can the you... Marshall Zukovs and the Balt? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do that too. Put, put Balt in there. How much? Well... Or why don't you just want to pour what you have in my glass? It... It's not... Oh. I want to... I want to like measure it out so it's about... No, wait, because we need to do, because on the, the blending episodes, we usually do twenty five seventy five, right? I don't know. So let's I do it that way. Let me do it that way. So this would be the 75, okay? Mm-hmm. 
So that's about 75%. So I put 25% of the Marshall Zukovs in it. There we go. Just a little touch. Okay. So I put it in mine. So this will be the Marshall Zukovs Bolt. It made it way dark. Well, yeah, because that's like... You need more Marshall? Just a little, I think. Just a little. Where'd they come up with that name? Do you know? Uh, I think there's like a historical something or other tied into it. would be my guess. I want to look it up. There you go. Try that. See what you think. That's good. It's really good. That's awesome. So basically what it's doing is it's taking that, like, you still have that awesome crisp mm. snap at the end of it from the bolt, oh. and you have that caramel to it, but you have the dark chocolate also yeah. showing up in there, and the, the ABV isn't perceptible, yeah. really. I like that. That's an awesome mix. Yeah. The bolt... 75% Balt, 25% Marshall Zukovs. That's a winner. Actually, a little bit more than 25% on the Marshall Zukovs. Maybe like 30. Do you think, do you think the... 30, 70. Voyage, the Fantastic Voyage would just not blend with anything. No, it's, don't blend yeah. with anything because the astringency is so terrible. Yeah. It's bad astringency. So. I kind of want to try to make a mixed drink out of the... Um, bug zapper? The bug one, yeah. I don't know. What would you do with it, though? I don't know. I don't make mixed drinks, but... You mean, like, add it to something? Yeah. Like, use it, like... I mean... You can probably put, like, some... What's in a mojito? Rum. Are you sure? I think so. Okay. <laughs> well, whatever's in a mojito. Because we said it kind of <laughs> tastes like a mojito. I'm pretty sure it's rum. Okay. We said it kind of, like, smells slash tastes like a mojito. So if you put some rum in there... Well, actually, with the tea notes, I can see that going well with rum. Yeah. Because rum usually has, well, depending on the type of rum, but the typical rum that people think about has like a spice character to it. So I think I could see that going well in there. Just adding to the mix of flavors. Yeah. Okay. Mmm. Do you need a little more of that? I need some dinner. The Marshall Zukov's Balt mix, because it is tight. Actually, that's my winter beer. This is our mixed drink. The the mix the mixture that we made, this blend, is the number one for sure. Anyway, um thanks everyone for checking this out. Um uh, Rebecca, thanks for being here. You're why are you dancing right now? You're chair dancing too. You can even stand up. Because we're still recording. Okay, got it. And you have energy you need to get out? Is that Okay. I guess so. I'm not gonna get the answers I want right now, I can tell. I just need my belly. Get in my belly. I'm hungry. <laughs> okay. So we got to go eat, but thank you everyone for checking this out. Um, and until next time. Keep it brutal. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.